You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHX Podcast. The show is brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Petey, along with Craig Morgan, and joining us today is Arpin Basu from The Athletic, who covers all things Montreal Canadiens to help give us a preview for the MLK matinee game tomorrow against the Canadiens, or as Craig Morgan is calling it, the Lottery Bowl. Welcome in, Arpin. I like to call it the disaster bowl myself. That's kind of, that's the way I've taken. That's, that's my take on it. Lottery bowl is a lot more polite, but yes, thanks for having me guys. Um, this is probably the most meaningful game the Canadians have played in months. So it's, <laughs> it's quite a, it's quite something to be, to be looking forward to a game that actually does have some sort of consequences on the standing. So well, here's the thing, Arpid, uh, for the Coyotes, it's a planned disaster for the Canadians. Yes something else so no it's a very that's a very important distinction you're making there craig because it really is it's a tank versus a disaster so i mean you could argue that they're both disasters in their own ways but one is intentional and the other one is completely unintentional and that's that's where it stands so the fact that it's so close is really it's really got to be quite annoying down there in arizona (laughs) did everything in fact yes yes it is (laughs) has the mindset changed in montreal now that you're you're almost 40 games in you are where you are in the standings carrie price hasn't been there shay weber hasn't been there do you start going hey maybe we need to rethink this and maybe we got to start looking at shane Wright. is the mentality change are you still going holy shit we're in the finals that's a hundred percent that's a hundred percent the mentality in montreal every fan every fan just wants them to lose every game. And and listen, there's a whole series of unintended consequences that come, whether you're doing this intentionally or not. I mean, you look at the Buffalo Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres are what I point to as what you, what the, the perils of tanking intentionally are, are seen to this day with the Buffalo Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres wind up with Jack Eichel that year when they did everything in their power to get Connor McDavid and they still haven't come out of it and they, and they, and they still, the, the stench of that lingered in Buffalo for so long. And so that's kind of what I tell people here. And I think that's what Arizona has to really ward off, like, and make sure that that doesn't, that doesn't take hold there. Um, you don't want that stench, you know, that stench can, can linger forever and it can, it could just taint everything you do for years afterwards. I think the Sabres are, are a perfect example of that. Well, Arpin, there's there's a lot of other things that stink around here too, so they may not notice that stench. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Coyotes. But I got to ask you, let's start with what Petey just referenced. Shea Weber and Carey Price, their absences are the obvious answers. But do they tell the whole tale of this this fall from grace for the Canadians who were in the cup final last year and this year are competing with the Coyotes for the top pick? Yeah, no, it's not the entire story. Um, There's been... There were a lot of there were some young players that the Canadians thought would would take another step and they haven't. Cole Caulfield was not unanimous, but the consensus favorite for the Calder Trophy at the start of the season. He's sitting on one goal. He's really really struggled, and I think you'll see him tomorrow uh, in Arizona. He's he's really not much of a factor in most of the games he plays. Nick Suzuki has been good, um, but not quite as great as they expected him to be. So, you know, I think. What going to the cup final did was it didn't allow the Canadians to take a sober look at their team. Cause once you hear that Shea Weber is not going to play uh, once it looks likely that Carey Price is going to miss the start of the season. And once that happens with him, who knows when he's actually going to play and you're seeing that play out right now. Um, they could have taken a step back and said, Hey, listen, maybe this isn't going to be our year. Let's do some things to sort of plan for that. But I think going to the cup final made that more difficult for them to do. And so you're kind of seeing the the consequences of it right now. What's the situation and prognosis for Weber? And when might when might we see Carey Price play again? Well, I don't I think Shea Weber's played his final game in the NHL. Um, unfortunately, he played through a litany of debilitating injuries to play through that that playoff, uh, even that even the regular season. I mean, I had Brendan Gallagher told me that he got to the rink an hour before anyone else just to make sure that no one saw what he was doing in the trainer's room just to practice. And this was dating back, you know, mid season. And so, uh, so he's 99.9% finished as an, as an NHL hockey player. Carey Price is a touchy one because really what's going on here is, is obviously he went into, uh, you know, a facility to deal with a substance use issue, which I think everyone is like, listen, take all the time you need for that. But, but on top of that, he had this knee injury that he had a, he had surgery on, um, which was announced just prior to the expansion draft. And just prior to an announcement that Carey Price would be available in the expansion draft. It's weird how that all worked out quote you conveniently like that, but um, obviously Seattle didn't take him, And so the state of that knee and the state of Carey Price's knees, whenever, anything happens to them is always iffy. And so that's really where we're at right now. It's, it's I, I could not give you a guess. If I had to guess, I would say mid-February for Carey Price, but who knows? Honestly, your guess is as good as mine. Well, you lost, you lost Philip Deneau. You lost Jesper Kodakanemi in that mm-hmm. historic pickup um, <laughs> over the summer. And panic button gets pressed, and you have to pick up Christian Dvorak. To, you need someone to play in the middle of the ice. So you get Christian Dvorak, who was well-liked here. Um, he played a role here. Um, how does he fit into what the Montreal Canadiens are doing right now? Well, the thing with Christian Dvorak is that the Canadians first inquired with Bill Armstrong about Christian Dvorak's availability um, around the draft when they knew that they were not going to be able to sign Philip Deneau. So for all intents and purposes, Christian Dvorak is the replacement for Philip Deneau. And yes, very Kakinami was just a straight loss. But what the Kakinami offer sheet allowed them to do is have the first round pick that Armstrong wanted. And so it all worked out. And really the winner in all of this is Bill Armstrong. Like that's how that's how this all panned out. But um, you know, Dvorak, like the rest of the team, has been disappointing. Um, you know, the numbers 
are what they are. And I think they're a decent reflection of, of how he's played. He had a really good start to the season. First couple of weeks, people were like, wow, this guy could really play. Like maybe he can actually replace Philip Deneau. And since then it's been, no, he just got back from an injury. Thankfully in time to play this game, I think it means something to him to be back in Arizona. He was talking about it today um, after practice, but I mean, by and large, Christian Dvorak's kind of a, a microcosm of the Canadian season in the sense that, you know, reasonably high expectations, not super high, but somewhat high, uh, and just been pretty much a, a letdown and and has not really played as well as he did when he was in Arizona. One of the casualties of this fall was Mark Bergevin, who was hired amazingly back in 2012, just before the Coyotes advanced to the Western Conference final. Yes. Um, <laughs> I know you wrote a, a terrific piece on this in November, but can you explain to our audience both the timeline for hiring a GM and why hiring a GM who speaks French is significant? That I know that has a lot of critics around the world who don't understand the situation there. And even with Jeff Gordon, it's still, it's still a, a factor here, right? Well, yeah, there's a reason why Jeff Gordon was named general manager is because Jeff Gordon obviously can't speak French. And, and there is this, this notion that he's actually the de facto general manager and whoever gets hired as general manager, which could come as soon as this week, um, is just a glorified assistant general manager. Uh, the timing of it was just that the Canadians had become like just a complete dumpster fire and a, and a bit of a joke. And, and so I think when... When Jeff Molson decided that he wanted Jeff Gordon to be part of the organization, bringing him in and giving him this extra time to evaluate everything uh, was a bonus. And so, um, but the whole thing about the GM speaking French is what, what many people don't understand is that the French language is tied to the identity of the Quebec population to an extent that I think most people really can't grasp. It's their you know, seven or 8 million people surrounded by 350 million English speaking people. So culturally, you know, just, just the survival of the language is, is a, is a sense, is a, is a, is something immensely important to the pride of the people here. So, uh, and the Canadians are so tied to the national identity as well. It's probably the two factors that are the two most important factors to Quebec's national identity are the Canadians and the French language. And so if the Canadians were to turn their back on that, it would just be the latest example of, of people just kind of ignoring how important French is. So um, it might, I understand why it's difficult for people to understand because they are limiting their pool. They are, it is, it is a limitation for them. Uh, but it's an important one. It's one that that really ties them to their fan base and and speaks to their importance uh, in the society where they do business. And I think it would be a bad business move not to take that into into account when they make their hockey decisions. Do you have a sense of the timing now? I and mean, we've seen reports of some of the candidates and how I've I've seen what Pierre has been tweeting recently. But do you have a sense of when this might get done? Well, I mean, the list is pr it's pretty short right now. And so I think they're going to do a second round of interviews. And I think after that, they're probably going to pull the trigger. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this week, we have a new GM in Montreal. And, and then it's going to be up to that person and Jeff Gordon to figure out how that relationship's going to work and who's actually going to call the shots. I do believe there's some sincerity on Jeff Gordon's part and Jeff Molson's part to be that this is not just some sort of puppet figure that they're going to put in there. 
um, that they're going to they're going to collaborate. But obviously, there's going to be some things where where someone's going to have to make a final decision. And I don't think there's any doubt that Jeff Gordon's that someone. And on that short list, we, you know, we've read here in Arizona. Yes, we do follow hockey here, barely, but we do. Is <laughs> Daniel not, Breer? St- I will never. I, I will say one thing. <laughs> I have never taken a shot at the Arizona hockey market. I was a Montreal Expos fan for a long time. I covered the Montreal Expos. I look at the Arizona Coyotes as the Montreal Expos of the NHL, and I will never, ever take a shot at that market just because I know how it feels. And uh, and I know that there are diehard fans there that, you know what? that, that, you, that are underrepresented. They are underrepresented, and the fans we do have are absolute diehards. They are a loyal, yeah. loyal group. It's just oh, I understand. Just it. I get it completely. Yes. So we, we talked to, to that fan base, you know, is Daniel Breer a realistic guy on that short list? Is he potentially, I know he's been in management now for a few years in the American League. Is he a guy that's realistically got a shot at this job? Well, this is the beauty of the Jeff Gordon hire, right? To me, this is why I think the Jeff Gordon hire was so smart. A, you're you're doing an end around on the whole language requirement. And B, you're allowing yourself to go get someone like a Daniel Breer, like a Matthew Darsh, like all sorts of people, the, I, I believe they're speaking to Mark Denis, who's the, who's the color commentator at RDS for the for the Canadians right now. Like you can you can open yourself to these to these people who would not necessarily be qualified for this position unless they were working under someone like Jeff Gordon, who can handle some of the the dirty work early on and develop this person into a really viable management uh, management material. And so this is why because before they hired Jeff Gordon. My thought was, who are they going to get who can speak French, who has experience as a general manager or experience as even an assistant general manager uh, to come in and take this job as their first GM job in the midst of a total and utter disaster? Like, I mean, like, talk about being put in a position to fail. Yeah. So doing it the way that he did it is actually probably the smartest way he could have because there were no there were no real candidates with any sort of experience. So in that sense... You know, Daniel Breer has been putting in the work for many years. He's he's wants this. He wants to have a career as in in the, in an NHL front office, and this is seems to me like the ideal situation for someone like him because you know he's running an ECHL team now, and so he would be able to walk in and and learn from Jeff Gordon as much as he can. So to answer your question, I think he is a legitimate candidate because they do want someone who's able to communicate with the public. And that's something that Daniel Breer has never had a problem doing in both languages. And so it's it's really – and he's a smart guy and he's a smart hockey mind. We didn't uh, ask you about this. And I, I know they had said that Ducharme was going to be the coach for the rest of the season. He obviously has not been on the job very long, not even a calendar year yet. How safe is he in the midst of this disaster? He couldn't be less safe. I mean, basically – this is, I really feel bad for Dominique Ducharme. Dominique Ducharme got the job in the midst of a, a losing streak um, in a COVID time, playing in a bubble or playing not quite in a bubble, but still playing totally uh, an insane schedule, cross country travel, you know, all the stuff that happened in the All Canadian Division. Uh, almost no practice time when he got the job. Goes on an insane run in the playoffs. Good on him. Uh, but really, his regular season record with the Canadians is quite atrocious. It's really quite quite terrible. So, and and some of the decisions he's made this season, especially in light of where the Canadians are in the standings, just make no sense. So, I think Dominique Ducharme knows it. I think Jeff Gordon knows it. I think all his players know it. 
that Dominique Ducharme is not going to be the coach of this team past this season. And really, if 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 he never gets another NHL job, that is the worst bad hand anyone's been dealt to come into the NHL as a coach and be just completely summarily dismissed after a year and a half of just COVID hell for that guy. Like it's, I do feel bad for him, but I don't think he, I don't think there's a chance he's back from the finals to the, to the lottery. It's unbelievable for this team. And and so we've knew this all along in Arizona. We planned it since July, like all the draft picks we're all set. We're fine with losing. We're actually getting pretty good at it. We kind of get disappointed (laughs) when we win a few in a row. So tomorrow is the big game, two o'clock in the afternoon. Montreal Canadiens, I'm sure, to a packed house, Craig. Well, maybe less than <laughs> two o'clock on a Monday against Montreal. Yeah, hey, they'll have more fans than Montreal would have right now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair. That's true. You would win an attendance showdown for sure. So what about a preview for tomorrow? Who do we have in goal? And is it a name our fans would have heard of before for one? Brendan Gallagher, do we expect him to be in the lineup or is he still on the IR? And what can we expect for the Canadians tomorrow at 2 p.m.? Well, the big name coming back for the Canadians is Josh Anderson. He's been out for, for several weeks. Um, you know, the one thing I could say about the Canadians for this game is that they're going to have pretty close to an NHL lineup, uh, which we haven't been able to say about Montreal in about a month. So that's something. Brendan Gallagher is not going to be there. He's still in Montreal. He's still on IR. Paul Byron's still out. Who's going to be the goaltender? I don't know. <laughs> Samuel Montebo, have you heard of him? Possibly him. Caden <laughs> Primo, you might have heard of him from his World Junior days at the, playing for Team USA. Uh, he could be a net as well. So it's one of the two. Dominic Ducharme would not confirm today. Um, but, you know, I mean, Nick Suzuki is worth the price. I, I enjoy watching Nick Suzuki play hockey. If there's one guy you want to you want to pinpoint that's worth watching, uh, he he does he does things on the ice on a game to game basis, at least one thing every game that really makes you kind of pop your eyes and be like, wow, that was, that was impressive. So I would keep an eye on him. Um, and probably the hottest, well, one of the hottest defensemen on the trade market is Ben Sherratt. And so you'll get a look at him as well. Although I guess he's second to the defenseman on the other side, yes. <laughs> but, um, but he hasn't come the ice. So, <laughs> right. So, but yeah, otherwise, um, you know, there's not, there's not a whole lot to write home about. And I say that within full knowledge that I'm supposed to write about this team. And it's, it's difficult sometimes. And so um, uh, it's a pretty underwhelming kind of group and it's not a very entertaining brand of hockey. I'll tell you right now. And it's been, uh, it just looks disorganized. If you want to watch a team play disorganized hockey, the Canadians are a pretty good ticket for that because they're just completely just a complete, unstructured mess at all times what a preview man are we selling this game <laughs> oh yeah buy your tickets if you haven't now. gotten exactly if you have not got your tickets yet they are selling like hotcakes folks get out right. there the disaster bowl <laughs> couple things we'll let you go yeah looking ahead to the lottery and then the draft which you know it, in some sense it would be unbelievable if the canadians won the lottery and fingers then fingers crossed in montreal fingers yes, crossed yes 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 we'll get to that but <laughs> if the canadians the senators the sabers or even the expansion kraken win the draft draft lottery i got a feeling that coyotes fans who already feel like the gum on the bottom of the league shoe are going to feel like it's just rigged against them like they've never had a top 2 pick in the franchise's history um what are your thoughts on how this all plays out oh my god is that tr- is that true Never had a top two pick. 
Good Lord. How does that happen oh, when you're in the Arizona Coyotes? I Coyote? did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. I, I personally, you know, I'm, I'm, I applaud the NHL's attempts to discourage exactly what the Arizona Coyotes are doing this season. I, I think that you shouldn't be rewarded for intentionally going through an entire season and trying to lose and trying to be the worst team in the league. I firmly believe that. Um, I don't think, you know, obviously – they haven't gone far enough because it didn't stop Arizona from doing it. But, uh, but no, I don't think it's rigged against Arizona. I think it's rigged against any team that's trying to do what Arizona is trying to do. I mean, it's really meant to discourage that. So yeah, I'm all for it. And I think they should even go further. Frankly, I, I really, I don't feel it's fair to anyone other than Bill Armstrong, really. I mean, what's going on with Arizona, like to be one of the players on that team, uh, you know, NHL careers are short, mm-hmm. you know, to, to just kind of have a season thrown away like this is not fair. I don't feel, but obviously they're getting, they're getting, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're getting paid handsomely and everyone's going to point to the money, but you know, these guys don't have many shots at having, on being on a winning team. And so I just, I, I don't, I don't like it. So if, listen, if Arizona doesn't win the lottery, then, then I'm all for it. And it doesn't, I don't even care if it's Montreal. I mean, as long as, um, and if, and history has shown that the team finishing worst in the league hasn't won it that often. It yeah. really hasn't won it as often as you would think. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't mind them going this route. It's, it's, if that's what they decide was the best way to do it, but it's no guarantee of, of lottery success. And, and history has shown that for sure. Well, looking forward to seeing you at the draft in Montreal, just, Listen, I, I think Petey and I are both looking forward to Oh, man, I hope. I hope, I hope to see you there. I hope to Montreal see you here. I hope summer. the whole league wow. is here. Absolutely. Montreal and the summer. You can have flashbacks to your, your, oh, World, oh, Cup oh, training, oh. your World Cup training camp at the Bell wow. Center. Check the hospitals and the police station. Speaking of the best, <laughs> will they have the hot dogs available at the draft? Will they be available? Don't That's know. a good question because we're not we won't be in the press box, right? And so the, all, the facili- all the hot dog making facilities are up there. Um, I don't think they're going to transport them down. So I don't know. This cuts me. If I were you, if I were you, I would start law. I would start a petition now (laughs) to petition the Canadians to make sure that there's some sort of hot dog making setup down on the floor. Um, so that all you guys can get some hot dogs. Frankly, I miss those. At least though, right? Where would the hot dog Gestapo be though? Keeping you from bringing it out to the press box. How would they manage? And for the people that don't know, when you go to Montreal and inside the locker room, we would literally get boxes. It's the only place that our coaching staff management would allow players to eat hot dogs was in Montreal. They come with big giant boxes of hot dogs. They call them Shesho. Do I pronounce that right? Shesho, yeah. And I tell you what, I don't know why the hell people, I'm going to probably step on Craig's toes here. I don't get it. I, I, the bread, the bun, phenomenal. It's like a Texas toast full well, of buttered is. and grilled. Well, that's all it phenomenal. is. Phenomenal. The bread, phenomenal. The the meat, no. Oh, oversold a little bit here. The whole this thing, is, no. The whole thing is the hype. whole thing is the bread. That's it's all hype. it is. It's the bread. It's, is a, it's a regular, very regular, actually below average hot dog. Fair. <laughs> placed Fair. No, in a phenomenal bread preparation. Like yes, I mean, it is and. Phenomenal. And really, sacrilege, by the way. You, you're just wow. I, I'm shocked. That's right, though. The grilled no, no, Texas toast, phenomenal. The comparison that should be made. You shouldn't compare it to all the great hot dogs in the world. You know what you should compare it to is the average intermission snack offering around the NHL. And when it comes to comparing it to intermission snacks, 
the Bell Center hot dog yeah. is to me number one in the league. I mean, there's really you don't get better than that between periods. Chicago actually, Chicago for a while had a pretty good spread between periods. I gotta say that that I don't know if they still do that. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, that little banquet but, they saw, that mini banquet. Yeah, that's it was like a second dinner, like between yeah. the first and the second period. <laughs> but the uh, the Bell Center hot dog to me is as far as like staple intermission food is is tops in the league. So fans, if you get there, if you can get to Bell Central Bell, you need to get the Shane Show. Uh, my record is five. I, I don't oh know if God. I'm proud of that. <laughs> Not necessarily proud. I don't know if the post game went as well as, as the pregame on that one, but um, I miss but going. They, in, I miss just further to that box. I mean, I miss going into the visitors' room. I, I never go in there anymore because I only I'm I'm a very Canadian centric reporter. But when I worked at NHL.com for years. I was in the visitors' room all the time, and the box would be sitting in the middle of the room. People are like they're they're literally yeah. clawing at each other to get at that box. It's fantastic, but. But yeah, that's good yeah, memories. I hope to I hope to have people in that building again one day. The things uh, you miss. Yeah, oh, I, I would. I'm gonna mow down. I don't think I'm gonna have five PD, but <laughs> yeah, I'd advise. I'm gonna have. More, I'll have more than two. I'll say that. <laughs> All right, Arpin. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And I guess I'm looking forward to watching this game tomorrow. <laughs> are we? <laughs> there are we gonna talk about this? It'll tomorrow. probably be a three point game. That's what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. It'll yeah. be a three point game. Overtime and shootout. I just want to see both teams pull their goalie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, we're talking about are you trying to lose? Like yeah. the whole strategy oh. for a coaching staff, what the hell are you going to do here? Cool. This is tough. Yeah. Like these are huge yeah. points can, yeah, coming have, into the season. You know, have Phil Kessel shooting on his own net with no goalie there. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt him. I think he's ready to go too. Yeah. Speaking of hot dogs, anyhow. Exactly. <laughs> well, Arpin, we want to thank you again for joining us on the PHNX Coyotes podcast. And, and hopefully we see you this summer. Thanks again. All right. Thank you guys. All right, Arpin, thanks so much for joining us. Fantastic insights uh, on the Montreal Canadiens. Look forward to seeing you at the NHL draft this summer. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, it is funny. I, I know we spend way too much time on our show talking about hot dogs. I, I'm the first to admit it, we spend too much time. But there is something about a Shane show that when you first travel around the league, everybody's going, have you had a Shane show? I What? Don't even know what the hell you're talking about. So if our fans get a chance to go to the Central Bell, get yourself a Shane show because it yeah. is, it's just like a rite of passage in the National yeah. Hockey League. The bread is unbelievable, by the way. I, I don't think the dogs are as bad as, as Arpin made them out to be, but you know, I haven't eaten as many as Arpin has probably eaten. So one thing that we were laughing about too, the, the funny thing about when you're eating them, you have to go down. Montreal has a really unique setup there with the dining room. Because you, you can access it from the uh, press box without ever having to go down through the levels, through the elevator. There's literally a stairway, staircase down to the, the dining room for the media dining room from the press box. But you walk past, you, you sort of walk across this bridge to get past uh, basically security guards to get back to the press box. And they will not let you bring hot dogs in the press box. You have to eat them down in the dining room. And they're... They're, they're borderline militants. The hot dog them. police. Yeah. And that's why the, name. The, the hot dog Gestapo, because it's it's crazy. They will stop you and, and turn you around. So anyway. Well, we talked about the lottery bowl, Craig. There are also big football games this weekend um, with the wild card playoffs, including the, the Cardinals against the Rams. 
So the playoffs are here, and so is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. An official sports betting partner of the NFL, DraftKings is kicking things off with a huge offer, counting down to the Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 200 and 80 in free bets if your team is victorious. Not a new customer, you can still get in on the action in the divisional round with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any, any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21-plus, Arizona-only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And get get in on the, the Coyotes-Canadians game tomorrow. I don't know if you take the under or you take the over. Like I just I don't know what I, you do in that. <laughs> I, I do, I, I've been more excited for a bad Actually, hockey game. Yeah, I'm literally more excited about this game than I've been about a game in a long time for the Coyotes. Petey, it is, and you know this, you go to games now and you – you really understand, and I know the players don't feel this way and the coaches don't feel this way, but from a media perspective, you understand that what you're watching on the ice just doesn't have any meaning. <laughs> it just doesn't have it's any hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's- and you know what? You see them over the last few games where you beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, you take Colorado to, to, a, to a shootout, and then the reality sets in and Colorado turns it up a notch and you go, okay, that's a playoff team. And you go, but that's okay because we're winning too many damn games. We're getting too many points. And you see where you stand with Montreal. Ottawa squeaked one out against Edmonton last night, which was great for the Coyotes. Buffalo's going to come back down to earth. Seattle's coming back down. This is going to be a race to last. And I tell you what, if you tank on purpose and you make all the moves that the Coyotes made over the summer on purpose and you do not get last, is, is it a lost season? I don't know. Because there are the other teams aren't trying like the Coyotes are trying. That's the thing. Like, what if they like hit a little streak here? And what if they finish ahead of like three or four teams, Speedy? Because all the teams that you mentioned, listen, Ottawa has games in hand. And you said this earlier in the season. You think at some point they'll get it together and win enough that they won't be in this situation. And that may be true. You know, again, they have some games in hand. But Seattle, I don't trust Buffalo at all. They always seem to be in this situation. And then Montreal, can you imagine if the Coyotes finish with the fourth worst record? And you don't even pick – what if you don't pick top three? What if you pick like five after all this? And then you get Colorado's and Carolina's draft picks, and those two teams are playing in the cup final, so you get 31 and 32. They feel like like even a couple of years ago, those would have been second-round picks. And isn't that the Coyote way, though? Isn't that what you oh. expect as a Coyote fan to happen? Oh. Isn't it as you're – now you're finally trying to lose and legitimately publicly trying to lose, and now – you finish fourth, fifth to last. Like, come on. That, that is so typical Coyotes. And I, I still don't think it's going to happen. I still think they're going to be battling it out one and two. And I do think it's going to be Montreal, unless the, the the caveat to that, if Carey Price comes back, I think he will personally go on a tear because I think he will, he'll be motivated. He'll be ready to play. And he personally can win games. Like he's a guy that can win games. So if that doesn't happen and he doesn't come back, this is going to be a fight right till the end because these two teams are not very good. Oh, boy. And I tell you what, if you want to represent your team, 
whether you can make it to Gila River or you're just sitting watching on TV, make sure you check out the PHNX locker and check out the PHNX merchandise. Um, get in on all the Cardinals designs for the playoffs. Get in all the Suns designs before the playoffs and get your Coyotes and D-backs designs not for the playoffs, but just because they're cool. They have ASU and U of A shirts. They just got new U of A shirts just dropped. So check out the PHNX Locker. Head to phnxlocker.com today and pick up a sticker pack for just 5 bucks, or grab any T-shirt for just $29.99 and be the envy of all your friends, at least all my friends, because I tell you what, Craig, everybody on my Christmas list got a PHNX shirt. So we go tomorrow, and, and after tomorrow, it doesn't get any easier because now I think you can see them they're going to start losing some games. They haven't been on the road in so long. This team's yeah. been home forever. I know Colorado was a one-off, but this is a road trip coming up. Um, I, I, I don't know how they're going to fare on the East Coast. Are you heading to the East Coast, Craig? I am not. We uh, pulled the plug on this trip because of all the recent uh, flight delays, cancellations. I think we had writers a couple times stranded in cities, so it's probably wise to step back. The The next time I'll go out on the road is the, uh, the All-Star game in Vegas. I'm just thinking of... Craig getting stranded in New York, kind of like Macaulay Culkin. Well, here's the thing. It's not a bad situation if a guy gets stranded in New York because I I stay with a buddy who's in finance, and he has a place uh, in the West Village that's pretty sweet, Petey. It's, oh, that's cool. It's literally, it overlooks the river. He's got a corner apartment overlooking the river. So See again, I've been to New York numerous times. I don't know what it says when you say I stay in the West Village. No idea what that means. Don't know where that is, but it sounds very Craig Morgan, Morgan bougie. I'm it's in the really West village. That's so you know, the West village is like lower, lower West side, right? Just above uh battery park. And oh, okay. The, yeah. Well, we stayed in battery park. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys stayed yeah. in the hotel way down in battery park, right? Yeah. So it's just above stayed. that. But the cool thing about the West village is that it, it, it still feels old world. Like a lot of the buildings that were in New York when it was first being built are still there. So you can walk down these streets that are still like cobblestone. It's really cool. It's a great uh-huh. neighborhood. You are so bougie, Craig. Like you just you do you belong in that city. A little beret on <laughs> going to get your going to get your bougie coffee. You might have to have someone Photoshop a beret on me now. <laughs> yeah, I can just see you stuck. Craig Morgan lost in New York. The Coyotes <laughs> edition. Yeah. So well, it was fun having Arpon on. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, will I still have my pajamas on? I'm not sure. Like it, I, I don't know. Okay. Like, Some I, of us have to go to the arena, buddy. You're going to the rink? Oh, you got to get it's home. It's a home yes, game. Oh, buddy. They should I, have uh, uh, Andre Tourigny's eligible to come out of COVID protocol tomorrow. Um, they should have their whole coaching staff, Corey Schwab as well. I think everybody should be eligible to come back tomorrow. Hopefully they won't have any more positive tests. So as, as Arpin just told us, we're going to have a, uh, you know, a, a full slate basically for the Canadians other than Brendan Gallagher and, of course, Carey Price. Um, so the Coyotes should have most of their guys back. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I am definitely intrigued by this game. I am curious to see yeah. what we're going to see from these two teams. Because there have been times recently, not with the Coyotes, but with the Canadians, where I've wondered, are they even trying? Are they even trying out there? Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Like, this is going to be one of those games that's hard to cheer for. I, which way is better for the organization? Clearly to lose is the better way to go. Clearly. And do you know, and I'm just checking right now because it is so easy to use on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Do you have any idea who the favorite in tomorrow's game against those Arizona Coyotes, Montreal Canadiens are? are the, Would you are guess? The Coyotes favored? The Coyotes are, 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 are,
This is the first time this year that I get that I they're minus one and a half, and that pays plus two hundred. Are you out of your mind? Wow, I'm gonna have to Photoshop that and take it and put it on my on my uh, pin it to my Twitter so the Coyotes are favored on that. Um, I, I I don't know, Craig. It's it's gonna be. I'm excited to watch the game. I can't believe I'm saying this. The the bottom two teams to see who's going to to be there, and and you've got articles coming up that will keep us abreast of anything. And if you're looking. For sports content to inform and entertain, well, you should expect more from your Valley Sports coverage. Expect in-depth features, film breakdowns, exclusive videos, special discounts, and the most engaging discussions, and so much more. And that's all on PHNX. So become a member of PHNX and unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage you never imagined possible. Head to gophnx.com today and become a member of the family, and you'll either get a free T-shirt from the PHNX Locker or your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up. It's time to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. It's time to... Go PHNX. Look at that. Maybe I can do this. The the, the ad smooth, read stuff. Buddy. You're smooth. Just, to, just like, getting them out, man. Just, at me over here, buddy. It's oh, tough. mine. See, you no, missed this. This, this is what you miss because we are a, a Chiefs household because my wife lived in Kansas City and the Chiefs game is, is tonight. She left to the house to go to start pre-partying and eating with neighbors or at a barbecue with neighbors and left me with the dog. And the dog is out of his freaking mind because he hears me talking. And he goes, well, wait a minute. Why am I not up there with you? Barking his head off the whole ARPAN interview. Muted my mic. Texting my neighbor because my wife didn't answer her phone. Texting my neighbor. Get the dog. Come get the dog. And so she, during the show, she came and got the dog. So it's very quiet. I literally, I am in the house by myself. I don't know if that's ever happened without the yeah. dog too. Same here with, with the animals. But everyone will be home soon. And my dog is telling me it's time to cut off the podcast. So. Yep, I, I agree, and I think my dog is too. Craig, I think that was good having Arpanon. I think it gives us a perspective of what's going on in Montreal, and as bad as you think it is here, at least we planned for this, and this <laughs> is what we wanted to do. They they were Stanley Cup finalists last year. That's just absolutely amazing where this team has gone in one season. Uh, well, just a reminder here, um, follow us all on social media at PHNX underscore sports and at PH underscore coyotes. Follow Craig Morgan at, at Craig S. Morgan and follow me, Steve Peters at at S. Peters Hockey. Subscribe, like, ring the bell, and we'll see you tomorrow for another live post game after the 2 p.m. matinee versus the Montreal Canadiens. For Craig Morgan, I'm Steve Peters. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see everybody tomorrow.